Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University. A brand new semester here, I guess you could say, because it is the spring semester. Even though in Illinois, where I am, it's like winter for like four months of spring. It's like spring is really only a week here. It's freezing as fuck until after April. But anyway, Pop Culture University is the university where you learn everything that's going on in the world of pop culture and see what life lessons you can learn from it for your own life based on what celebrities are going through. How educational and inspirational i'm your host patty eminger you may know me as patty pop culture on tiktok 3.1 million followers if it is your first time here thank you so much for coming take a seat in the classroom wherever you would like you are so mother effing welcome if it is not your first time here thank you so much for coming back i love you i stand you i'm in your fandom you guys i i don't know what conversations you have at your family dinner but my family i feel like we are just kind of like dark and twisted and we will talk about anything together like i really mean anything so the conversation tonight at my family dinner it started off really innocent they were like my mom was like do you guys want kids like i don't know just like gabbing about that if we want to be parents one day to me and my sister and i go like i guess for me it'd be kind of be hard to have a kid because you know i'd have to pay someone to be my surrogate i'm gay and everything or pay to adopt both are so expensive my mom was like well you can make some money if you just uh, donate your sperm to a sperm bank and I was like mom what are you suggesting I do just like do that into a cup and then have a hundred little patties running around the world that I don't even know and they're just like out there terrorizing everyone and I can't control them and I I, I, w- I would just feel so responsible for some kind of like mass uh, like terror that's going on that would be my kids just birth to a hundred different moms I can't do that the idea of me having a biological child out there and not knowing them at all just freaks me out it just makes me feel so like out of control and i just need to know them it all it almost makes me feel sad and i would like long to know that person that is somewhere out there and i don't know the whole thing even though i know like that uh like sperm donation egg donation it helps so many people have kids for me it would just be a little bit too much of a mind fuck so that was my conversation at dinner tonight and i've been spiraling ever since but I want to know if you guys would do that. Let me know. I guess that's like the bell ringer for today because we got some nasty, crazy shit to talk about. So I feel like diss tracks are the number one thing going on right now in 2023. Every pop diva is mad at their ex and they're letting us have it kind of like unlike they've ever done before. You know how they're sad girl autumn? I feel like it's like angry girl December or sorry, angry girl winter. I feel like that is what's going on. And I'm always angry in the winter, so it kind of works perfectly. But we're going to talk about the top 10 best diss tracks against an ex that are angry that you need to know. We're also going to talk about uh, Selena Gomez getting fat shamed very badly at the Golden Globes, along with what Lizzo has to say about the current state of fat shaming, as I guess she's kind of like the um, like unwantedly bestowed like face of that, because everyone is always attacking her. So we're going to talk about Lizzo. And then we're going to talk about a little, like, horrible crime, as I guess we always do now. We're going to talk about Alec Baldwin and how he may face criminal charges for the accidental death of a camera woman on the set of his movie. Before we get into everything, make sure you rate this podcast five star on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You're already here. You may as well do so. And if you don't, you're fake. And that's in the rubric of this class. So you better rate it. 
and leave a cute review, screenshot yourself listening to it, post it to your Instagram story, and tag me, and I'll hit you up. Some okay, if I haven't hit you up, if you put me on your Instagram story, you either didn't tag me or it went to my hidden replies. But I will check my hidden uh, messages tomorrow. I don't know why it does that for people. Like I don't know if people are like shadow banned. It goes to my hidden. I don't know, but just tag me. I will see it. And yeah, without further ado, class, take your seats. It is time for Pop Culture University. Let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, he loves this fat ass. <laughs> yeah, this one is for my bitches with a fat ass in the fucking club. I said, Are we still body shaming people in 2022? You guys, that is... Oh, no, it's 2023. Shit. You know how you do that in class? Like, when you put on, like, the header of your paper that it's the year before for, like, the first month of the new year? I don't even... Like, I'm usually so with it. Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> Are we still body shaming people in 2023? You guys, this is absurd. Is it still, like, 2005 or something where... Everyone has to be their own almond mom and look like a bowling ball on the stick. I'm kidding. See, that's body shaming too. I take that back. I'm kidding. Fuck the skinny bitches in the club. Fuck the skinny bitches in the club. I want to see all the big fat ass bitches in the motherfucking club. Fuck you if you skinny bitches. What? Yeah. See, that song wasn't fat shaming though. Or sorry, that song wasn't body shaming though because it's Nicki Minaj. Like she can do that. She can say fuck the skinny bitches, but I can't. Anyway, we shouldn't be body shaming anyone in 2023. But Selena Gomez was just body shamed so bad at the Golden Globes. Admittedly, Selena Gomez, I feel like she's been on like a journey of a body fluctuation, I guess, ever since she's become famous, um, which would be super, super hard in the spotlight because let's be honest, we all uh, fluctuate so much in our bodies. I've fluctuated from way too skinny to too fat to just right to too lean and, and muscular to like bulked up and people asking if I stopped going to the gym or something like it's been like everything in between. So I would just freak out if I was Selena and I feel like we can all relate to her so much. She is, I guess on an upswing right now, like she's gaining weight and she looked bigger at the golden globes. I'm not saying that in with any type of inflection, just she looked like she gained a few pounds at the golden globes, which is a wonderful, amazing thing. Like, yeah, Selena gained a few pounds. Yay! Like, I'm so happy. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it just looked like she gained a few pounds. But people were not going easy on her at oil. Also, this is a 30-year-old woman that we're talking about. This isn't like a teeny bopper who's still being controlled by like her management and her team and uh they're locking away all the sweets, or someone will get fired if they bring unhealthy food around Selena Gomez. Like that happened with Demi Lovato and her management. Like, this is an older woman she like doesn't feel the need to please everyone like she once did and she's been through this before so I feel like Selena is the perfect person to kind of like advocate for getting fat shamed a bit and how to have a perfect reaction so this is how they try to fat shame her online after the Golden Globes if you didn't see her you should go look at photos of her she's wearing like a puffy purple and black gown the gown was elegant her makeup looked great her hair looked great you know she's wearing a full face of her rare beauty a ceo ho up in there but people were saying this online 
Damn, she's fat as fuck now. What happened to her fat face? She looks so much whiter and older. Quote, she looks dumpy to me. That face is looking real fat. And then someone else said, people calling Selena Gomez fat for looking like a normal fucking woman. I hate it here. I hate it here in 2023. Imagine how tired Selena Gomez must be. She does a million things with her career. She has a Grammy nomination this year for the first time. She has a Latin album, an English album. She has multiple hit shows. She just signed on to a new musical comedy something like she's about to start a new movie that's about to or a new show that's about to start filming she has her own brand a few of her own brands like she's doing everything in the world and she was at the golden globes to celebrate some of her hard work on only murders in the building and all that people can talk about is how how fat or wide her face looks like do you want her to get the buccal fat uh, removal that everyone is getting from their face so she could look like Jack Skellington. It's so annoying. And so this was supposed to be a happy day for her. Such a happy day that she brought her little sister. Yeah, she has a l- little sister. I don't know if you knew this. I like kind of just learned about her too. Her little sister is named Gracie Elliot Tiffy. I've heard of her little sister Gracie before, but I've never really seen her. So Selena Gomez brought her sister Gracie, who is nine years old, to the red carpet with her and they took some great photos you know, on the carpet, they went to the awards together. So she got to like look up to her big sister, Selena, the whole time. And she, Selena was probably hoping her little sister can see an example of who she can be one day, like so hardworking, so successful, so confident and steadfast in her own uh, mind and her own perspective and just really secure within herself, regardless of what people say. And then unfortunately, Selena Gomez gets so much backlash of how she looks that she actually in her car after the Golden Globes with Gracie right next to her in the video responds to the body shamers in front of her little sister. So now her little sister knows that this is going on. She knows her big sister just got fat shamed. I don't know if you'll even be able to hear the video if I play it. I'm a little bit big right now because I enjoyed myself during the holidays. I mean, right? (laughs) Basically what she was saying in there, she said, yeah, I'm a little bit big right now because I enjoyed myself over the holidays. First of all, I feel so bad that she even felt the need to defend herself. Like, she she even needs to respond. She has to give credence to these body shamers by actually giving them the time of day. Like, why should anyone feel so backed into a corner and so called out and so just awkward about what people are saying th- about them online that they actually have to say something to just break the ice or push them away? Like, she should have never even had to respond. And I feel so bad that she felt the need to even do that. Because even though she was playing it calm and confident, there was, if you're gonna respond to people like that, there's definitely some insecurity there. So I hate that they made her respond. However, I'm happy that in front of her little sister, she responded in the best way. Because she did not show that she was crying. She did not show that it got to her. She was. She just said very matter-of-factly, yes, I'm bigger. I don't care. The food was good. I wanted it. I ate it. That is essentially what she was saying. I think it would have been worse if she didn't respond and she just sat in the car kind of like sad and awkward. And then Gracie later found out that, oh, it's because people are saying that about her body. Now Selena feels ashamed. And then what if she saw Selena like dieting or not eating as much in the house or something like that would have affected Gracie in a bad way. But the good way Selena responded was, yeah, I wanted to eat it. I ate it. And that's how you build a good relationship with the food. And I'm happy that she was showing her sister that at the very young and uh, 
impressionable, spongy age that she's at. Because food is tricky for sure. And it's it's something that's hard to form the best relationship with because of how picky society will be um, about how you look at every single aspect, especially if you're a, a woman out there. I mean, I definitely feel for women in every single aspect in, you know, the patriarchy and the male gaze of it all i definitely feel extra for women i know i have it easier for sure but especially gracie who's going to be in the public eye even if she chooses to be in the entertainment industry or not she'll just be known for being related to selena so it's very tricky at a young age because food isn't something that you can just choose not to do like you have to do it every day and it will affect your weight no matter what and they'll probably bring along some some emotions either good or bad because that's just how the world is so there has to be a balance when you make your relationship with food, but having an open dialogue and learning uh, just like how to think of food as nourishing and a fun part of the day is the goal. Like food shouldn't be a mechanism used to punish or reward yourself or tell yourself if it's good or bad or a mechanism to practice self-control or to win over people's praise. You should allow yourself to indulge, but allow yourself to be healthy with good, healthy foods and portions. And that's it. And I feel like Selena did the best thing just the best easiest two like two sentences yeah i'm a bit bigger and i'm fine with that and then she laughed and i indulged over the holidays amazing i think that's awesome because i think selena had such a great response to this she's been through it all before she's like i said been on this fluctuation of weight her whole life as we all are but she's just been famous since she was on uh the barney clo uh show or whatever barney's show was called before he like said a swear word and got fired or the guy who played barney went fucking crazy like whatever show barney was on that big purple dinosaur that danced around with little kids that wasn't creepy at all ever since she's been on that show she's been famous so she's kind of had to face this before even in a tiktok post she made i believe last year uh where people were commenting on her weight again saying oh my god selena you gained weight your face is too fat blah 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 and this was her response so i've been trying to stay skinny but I went to Jack in the Box and I got four tacos, three egg rolls, onion rings, and a spicy chicken sandwich. But honestly, I don't care about my weight because people bitch about it anyway. You're too small. You're too big. That doesn't fit. Me, 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 me. Bitch. I am perfect the way I am. Selena just kind of, I feel like, understood after that point of wanting to diet and do all of this. And she was like, I'm, I'm trying to stay skinny, but I enjoyed that food. And then she was like, you know what? I'm never going to make someone happy. So she just understands now that she will never please anyone. And that's the, the state of, I feel like, talking or discourse about bodies are today. Because we live in like a tricky time in 2023 where people are still body shaming you, but then people will also shame you for feeling like you're fat or like wanting to diet like there's you can't really please anyone because you, you you can say that you feel bad about your weight but then people will be like that's so problematic you don't have the right to feel bad about your weight you should be you know happy that you're bigger or love all bodies um body positivity but even that within itself is toxic but then if you get too big there'll be a huge portion of people who are being like oh my God, you're fatter now. You're fat as fuck. Your face is so wide, like they said to Selena. So it's like, how can you even win at this moment? And Lizzo kind of talked about that on her TikTok too. I wonder if this was a direct response to what Selena went through, but uh, just a few days ago, Lizzo said this about body shamers these days. The discourse around bodies is 
officially tired. The discourse around bodies is tired. I have seen comments go from, oh my gosh, I liked you when you were thick. Why'd you lose weight? To, oh my gosh, why'd you get a BBL? I liked your body before. To, oh my gosh, you're so big. Ooh, oh, my, you need to lose weight before your health. To, oh my gosh, you're so little. You need to get ass or titties or something. To, oh my gosh, why did she get all that work done? It's just too much work. Are we okay? Do you see the delusion? Do we realize that artists are not here to fit into your beauty standards? Artists are here to make art. And this body is art. And I'm gonna do whatever I want with this body. I wish that comments costed y'all money so we could see how much time we are wasting on the wrong thing. Can we leave that shit back there, please? Yeah, so I feel like Lizzo and Selena are both at that point where they're like, you know what, if Lizzo wants to be vegan, she she said she ate a vegan burger last week and it made her throw up so like much that she just can never eat that brand of vegan burger again. So I thought that was interesting. I'm I'm happy that she's still going to be vegan because I feel like anyone who like first started being vegan and had that experience would like just quit the vegan thing. But she was like, no, I'm still being vegan because I want to be healthy and if I lose weight, that's fine. Um, I'm not going to let people get mad at me for losing weight, but I'm also not going to let people get mad at me if I gain weight. And I like that that's where both of their heads are at because one day being skinny is in, then being bigger is in, then being dummy thick with a tiny waist is in. Like everything's just a trend and it passed. Um, even SZA in her new album, she was saying that, uh, you know, her body is fake. The line says, that ass so fat. It looks natural. It's not. I just got my body done. Ain't no guilt about it. I just heard your opinion. I could have done without it. So she's saying like, yeah, I wanted a BBL and I got it. Who fucking cares? And then later in the song, she was saying it's kind of a trend and the BBL trend has kind of passed. And she looked back at it with a very like retrospective, like, hmm, should I have gotten it? Was it for me or was it for other people? It just seems like all of these women have come to the understanding now that their bodies are not trends and they're just going to do whatever the fuck they want. And food makes me so happy. Food is like the reason I get up every day. I'm such a food oriented person. I literally, after I'm done eating, I'm like, what can I eat next? And when I'm like, okay, in three and a half hours, I'll have this. Like just because I love food so much, but I also know like I can't be eating all day. I'm like that Jennifer Lawrence meme where she's like, where's the pizza? Like right when she walks in, I could eat a whole fucking horse. I hate that phrase, but I really could eat a horse. Not a cow, though, because I don't really eat red meat, but I will eat the horse raw. Um, okay, anyway, what can we learn from these women? I think we can learn that you will never be able to get enough work done, diet enough, gain enough weight, go to the gym enough, wear a waist trainer enough to be perfect, to please everyone. Perfect is a disease of a nation. It's not your body that needs a plastic surgery. It's your soul. That's what Beyonce said. Or that's what Sia said when she was writing Pretty Hurts for Beyonce while Beyonce locked her in her basement in a cage. Anyway, so don't worry about pleasing anyone with your body. It's yours. Isn't that crazy? Like you're using your body, like kind of like the only property that you have that no one can like take away from you and have, make theirs. Like it's yours. Like do whatever you want with it. Be skinny, be muscular, be bigger, be dummy thick. If you want the burger, eat the burger. If you want some french fries, eat the french fries. But do it for you because the trend will pass. But something that needs to be forever is having a good relationship with food and yourself.
You know how they say life imitates art. Well, this was one of the craziest stories of 2021 because there was a murder mystery of a smoking gun standoff behind the scenes of a murder mystery Western movie. It's so insane, this story that happened. I'm sure you remember hearing about it in August. uh, No, I think it was October. October 2021. On the set of the Western movie starring Alec Baldwin as the main star, Rust was the name of it, where they were filming a scene where Alec Baldwin was like looking into the camera, being all John Wayne with his cowboy hat on, and he was going to raise the gun to like the center of the camera and shoot as if he was shooting someone on like the other side of him. But obviously when they had to film that scene, there was a camera person that had to stand right in front of him to get that scene of him shooting the gun, facing someone and get like the smoke and the, the effect of the gun going off. But the craziest thing that happened is that when they were filming that scene, the gun was loaded and it actually went off and killed the camera woman behind the camera. Can you believe that? Even just saying it out loud is like, what the fuck? Like, why did that happen? How? Who lo- I thought there was props. I thought it was all like smoke and just a loud bang and there was actually no bullet. What in the dateline is going on here? So he accidentally killed Helena Hudgens. She was the very like, uh, like, I feel like they were saying she was very like revered, very respected. She's been in the game for a long time doing amazing camera work. Um, so she was a very respected camera woman and Alec Baldwin now has to live with the fact that he kind of, whether he meant to or not, carried out the action that killed someone. And there's videos of him like throwing up on the side of the set. I feel so bad for that man. You, you can see in those photos of him being so uncomfortable that he truly did not mean to do this. And that is what I think. And I stand by, um, But the district attorney is looking into exactly how Helena died. And he thinks that someone should be held responsible. And he wants to potentially try to press charges against Alec Baldwin. And potentially not just involuntary manslaughter. Because clearly this seems like a total accident. But they want to potentially look into the fact that he could have known more than he let on. And that it could have been some kind of on-purpose scheme? So this is what Alec Baldwin said happened from his perspective of just showing up to work one day. Everything was fine until at the end of the day, someone was dead and it was, you know, they died right in front of his face. That in itself is traumatizing. That poor 64-year-old man. Like, what? Like I, I, I would feel like he would have a heart attack and die after. That poor guy for going through that. <laughs> This is what he said happened. He said he was given a gun by the armorer, like the prop person who handles weapons. And he was told there was no live rounds in it and that he should not pull the trigger because there could be still some uh, like debris or whatever that is going to come out of it, especially if the camera woman is right in front of him. Like, don't pull the trigger. So he said he was told that he went through the whole training of how to use the gun So he said, as he was pointing the gun, he did not pull the trigger. He said, I never pulled the trigger. I would never point a gun at someone and pull the trigger. Then he said he did not even know that the gun was loaded. Because why would it? 
And then he said all he knew that he did is he let go of the hammer of the gun. He like removed his hand from one of the parts in the gun like on the side and he thinks that could have what made the gun go off. The last thing he said about it, which I think is so true, he said someone put a live bullet in that gun, a bullet that wasn't even supposed to be on the property. Exactly. That's what I would think. I would think that whoever put the bullet in that gun, whoever loaded that gun should be held responsible, right? Why was that there? Why would there be a need for a real bullet like that anywhere? Who brought it that day? Who put it in there? This is a pro, like, this is like not real. Like, this is Hollywood. This is a set. This is like a prop. What are you doing with a bullet? Who, they need to get security cameras. They need to get someone in that set or trailer, or even if they were outside, because they were outside when they were filming it. I'm sure some camera was rolling. They need to get a video of whoever put that real bullet in there. Alec also argues that the gun was in poor condition. So I guess I don't really know what that means. Like the gun was not really in the best shape. So maybe it was not performing how it was exactly supposed to. All of that sounds like a pretty solid defense to me. And this just being a tragic, tragic, horrible accident. And clearly he has like the fact that people are even trying to go after him in this. Do you think he has like some murderous intentions or, or, or some big scheme to murder this woman behind the camera? Do you think his whole acting career to build his way up to be the lead in a Western movie was was just an actual scam to be able to act to to kill someone and make it look like an accident do, do you think he he really had some kind of vendetta against that camera woman no it's crazy this man is 64 let him film him his scenes and then when the sun goes down at 5 p.m let him go to bed like he's 64 what what do you he's not gonna try to kill someone it's just crazy that People are even investigating this. So the DA and people who, I guess, are prosecuting people on the set, uh, they were looking into this whole mess. And the FBI said, while they were investigating that, there's no way that gun could have went off if the trigger wasn't pulled. That's what the FBI said. That apparently there's no factual way that could have happened. And we know Alec pulled it. Like, of course, like the FBI, who's probably like listening to this podcast right now and probably staring at me through my computer screen, FBI, look at me in the eyes. D why would you say that? Why would you incriminate Alec Baldwin like that, bro? There's no way it wouldn't went off without him pulling the trigger. Are you sure? Because he was told not to pull the trigger. And I'm pretty sure he's learned how to follow commands at this point. He is an elderly man. I'm pretty sure he can follow a simple instruction. It's not like he was just like trigger happy, like pull the trigger. No. Then the FBI wants to say, yeah, I'm not done talking to you, FBI agent, through my computer screen. Then the FBI wants to say, he did know the gun was loaded. He, he knew. He knew and he went through training to not pull the trigger. And that's their accusation against him. I'm not sure how they can say they factually know that. Like, I guess whatever the FBI says is right. But maybe this isn't a case for the FBI. Like, maybe Chris Jenner was wrong. This is not a case for the FBI. This is a case for... Literally anyone with common sense. Whoever loaded the gun should be responsible. So Alec Baldwin followed a lawsuit against the armorer who was working that day, Hannah Gutierrez, who was a younger woman who has purple and yellow hair. I'm, I'm not trying to profile her or anything, but she she does have purple and yellow hair. Just throwing that out there. She's a crazed blue-haired liberal. I'm kidding. I am also a crazed blue-haired liberal. What I'm trying to say is 
Alec Baldwin is suing her because she knows she loaded the gun and she handed him a loaded gun without checking the bullets or the gun carefully enough to know it wouldn't go off. And she put Alec in that situation because of her uh, lousy, unsafe, um, not diligent work. Like she, like that's just her problem. And I agree. But Hannah Gutierrez, her lawyer said back, this was her response, the armorer, Alec Baldwin is solely responsible for the harm that happened. He rejected training and pointed the gun and pulled the trigger without the armor being present. Okay, so whatever lawyer wrote that statement is literally horrible at their job. He's solely responsible because he rejected training and pointed the gun and pulled the trigger. He did not pull the trigger. He did not load the gun. The gun was not supposed to be... The, the bullet was not supposed to be in the property that day. So you're just saying he's 100% responsible. The lawyer was just like, bada bing, bada boom. It's his fault. Let's move on. Like, no, that was a horrible response. And she should go to jail. Her fault, 100%. So now the gag is that even if Alec just gets the, like, least charge... If they find him guilty in some way, that's just involuntary manslaughter. So he can get 18 months in jail. He is Alec Baldwin, so I feel like he wouldn't. Um, he could probably just do something else. But there are a lot of celebrities in jail these days. He could just get 18 months in jail. Or if they find some other like conspiracy, that could be even like third degree murder, like second degree, first degree. Like I don't know. So who knows what they will find in this case. But he, I guess, could be going to prison if that happens. Another huge gag is that they're going to refilm the movie. They're going to start over. And I'm sure whoever plays the, or whoever gets the position of camera woman is going to need to sign some hefty um, waivers. And she'll probably have to be signed for a lot of money. It's going to be a high paying job. I'll, 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 I'll do it. I'll be the camera woman. I'll point the gun, you know, I'll play Russian roulette with Alec Baldwin if he wants. I'm so fucked up for saying that. Anyway, Alec Baldwin is innocent. That's what I think. No crime committed. The only crime he committed was giving Haley Baldwin nepotism. Sorry, Haley Bieber. Anyway, what can we learn from this? Safety should be our number one in every single aspect. And that's not a joke because you think accidents are not real, but they are real. Even if you think they would never happen to you, they will. I feel like we hear something crazy going on like that in the news every single day but we're so desensitized to it that we kind of just read the news of some horrible accident and then move on with, with our lives but these things happen to people every single day there's no harm in being a bit ocd and double checking and triple checking like your life depends on it even if it's just like locking your doors at night or making sure like your tire is filled or whatever in your car like car accidents happen boating accidents happen gun safety accidents knife safety accidents accidents at work falling off a ladder a hot glue gun all of these things happen and if you feel like there could be some danger involved or there's some life-threatening or super uh sensitive agent in the room or in a situation be so extremely safe and be that friend be like the mom friend that takes care of everyone and make sure everyone crosses their i's and dots their t's because the last thing you want is to be doing something great and fun and productive like filming a movie and then someone ends up dead
2023 is clearly the year of being angry at our exes and being proudly angry at our exes. We're not going to let them think they didn't get to us. No, they got to us. But before we, but before we move on, because we will move on, we are going to destroy them for our own sake. And then we'll happily move on with our lives. We love you, Ariana, but no more thank you next shit. We're not giving props where props aren't due. Miley's song Flowers, which is kind of a diss track against Liam Hemsworth, is the fastest song to reach 100 million streams ever on Spotify. Broke a massive record. She'll probably get the number one this week and beat SZA and Taylor. Speaking of SZA, a lot of her song is a diss track. Her song Kill Bill, I just killed my ex. Not the best idea. She's literally murdering her ex, and that's the energy we all need. And then there's Shakira, who literally wrote a song where she says, this song is made to traumatize you. I am better than you and forever will be. And then she played that song while putting up a witch statue outside of her house, facing her mother-in-law's house, just to remind her how much of a bozo her son is. So that's the energy we're on in 2023. And if you don't have an ex, maybe go date someone for a few weeks and like be super messy and like get your heart broken. Because I don't know, it could, it could be fun. It could make you feel alive, but... Like, the three biggest hits of the year so far are about dissing your ex. There's power in taking the high road. There's power in staying silent and not fighting your ex and just moving on and letting your success be your revenge. There's power in saying thank you for everything. And only deciding to look at the good of what that person gave you, even if it ended bad. Thank you, next. No hate. Just gratitude, love, and learning. But what if it ended bad? What if you have a sour taste in your mouth? What if you're angry because you got disrespected and you had the right to be angry? What if you realized that person you were with was putting on a facade of being a good person, but they never really were? And they left you with a tragedy to just deal with when they left out of nowhere. A half-written story. They left you to figure the rest out because they were assholes. That's when you give yourself closure. You don't let them hurt you so bad that you yourself become a lost puppy without them and you don't know how to heal and um, you're just sitting there whimpering and just taking it and not expressing how you truly feel, how you deserve to express. You get out what you want to say to them, even if they won't listen because they blocked you or moved on or are busy sleeping with your cousin. You give that relationship your own end, your own closure by saying, damn, I was disrespected. I didn't deserve that. So let me give them what they deserve. Payback. Your new boyfriend can be karma. You and Taylor can be in a throuple with him. And if you're an artist, you may make a diss track about it to just get out all of your emotions and then be able to move on. I think that's a very productive way to do it from my end. I A, a lot of these songs that I'm about to tell you guys about, I will... Literally just play them on repeat for a few days and I'll feel so much better afterwards because these songs will give me the self-love and the empowerment to say, okay, I can move on now and I gave myself that closure. And we need to thank these artists for that. And that's why I'm going to show you guys these songs today. So I want to show you the best 10 diss tracks from the, re the recent few years or recent past of pop culture that you need to know if you don't already. So the next time a fuck boy or fuck girl or fuck they them tries it you are fully equipped to 
um, burn their house down. Wait, what? What? I didn't say that. You're fully equipped to just let out some cathartic release is what I meant to say. Not burn their house down. Okay. So the first one I want to mention that I think is a really good um, diss track because it really does insult this person's ex who's also famous. But it lets them know that they're actually so much better without them. And that is Shout Out to My Ex by Little Mix. But I specifically want to zero in on Perry Edwards, a member of the Little Mix girl group that once was, because she used to date Zayn Malik of One Direction for, I think, like four years. And then I'm not sure exactly what Zayn did to her to break her heart or, you know, be the villain in the demise of their relationship. But clearly something bad enough where she wanted to expose his sex life and how bad he was in bed to the whole world and then say, you know what? I used to think I would die without you, but that's a lie. The old version of myself died when you left. But since you put me through something so hurtful that I've never been through before, I'm now stronger because I've had to look inward, like into myself, like I never have before. And you made me better because I was forced to be better alone. So shout out to you. Shout out to my ex. This is a shout out to my ex. Forget that, but I'm over it. I hope she getting better sex. Hope she ain't picking it like I did, babe. Took so long, it's a calling quits. Forget that, but I'm over it. The next one, which is one of my, oh my God, it's my personal favorites. Like if you've ever wanted to feel like a boss bitch, or literally just fall so deeply in love with yourself and become obsessed with yourself after you break up with someone, listen to this song. So unfortunately, I think it's about Jake Paul because Olivia O'Brien and Jake Paul used to date and she says like she sent him a list of songs she wrote about him and she kind of like mentions that in this song. But um, this song to me, it means like I will take no insecurity for you letting me go because that's what you want. You want me to keep moving forward with insecurity and self-doubt and that's how you want to leave me but you're a fucking idiot and I'm out of your league and here's every reason why I'm out of your league and I'm going to keep it moving with even more confidence than ever. And this whole song, it's like the biggest boss bitch anthem of my life. Like I could get married to this song. I could walk down the aisle to this song. I want to marry myself to this song. I, I want to put a cardboard cutout of myself at the end of the aisle to this song. It's so amazing. I want to like make love to myself with this song, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Number three comes from Billie Eilish. Oh, Billie. This song means to me, it's another amazing diss track. It means that the rose-colored glasses are gone. Uh, and you see this man who, used, who you used to date for who he really is. And you're so thankful that you got out. And you now know, before you let yourself fall in love with someone else or get swept up in the lust of it all, that that man better provide 
a long list of um, checkpoints that he needs to be able to provide for you. He needs to be able to provide you security. He needs to be able to be chivalrous and respectful and make you feel safe and secure and pay for at least the first date at Chili's and uh, maybe he can close the orgasm gap when it comes to women and men. He needs to be able to do those things for you. And if he can't, if he can't even pay for the first date of bottomless of bottomless mimosas at Chili's, he is a lost cause and probably has no job. So this is Lost Cause by Billie Eilish. Number four is I love this song so much because it's so true. It is so fucking true. And there's someone who I think about when I hear this song. Um, it's from Taylor Swift. I mean, how can we not mention Taylor Swift? I'm saying she is the breakup song queen of all time. But I'm not saying that in a uh, misogynistic way as if she's been with so many men, she breaks up with them. And just because she's had so many breakups, I'm saying that because she knows how to so flawlessly uh break a man down to the lowest uh child form of himself and make him just look like a little scared boy it's great and this song is about when you have such a perfect relationship with someone that it's the love that they've always wanted it's the love that can last forever she's wifey material but for some reason the man just ruins this perfect relationship because of his ego or his narcissism or some other material superficial aspect of the perfect life that he wants you know in his mind that he's always wanted since he was a american psycho little boy that for some reason you can't provide for him so because of the dumbest reason the relationship breaks up but then after they he lets you go after you get let go by this person you realize wow they just gave up the best thing that's ever happened to them because of the dumbest most egotistical reason and I bet you 10 years down the line when they're marrying the wrong person who doesn't provide half of what I did, I bet they're, you, they're thinking of me and they wish they stayed with me. And this song is about Jake Gyllenhaal when it comes to Taylor Swift. And she mentions Jake's ego and his narcissism and how much better he thinks he is than everyone and how elitist he is and how he probably just wanted Taylor to be around the same age as him to complete like some perfect picture in his life. She psychologically dissects Jake Gyllenhaal from a leading man who's a confident movie star to a scared little boy begging for his mom in this song. And there's no explicatives, there's no curses, but it cuts so deep because she's breaking down every defense mechanism barrier and complex that this man has surrounding himself. And he's so scared. And like Taylor's like the Trojan horse who's like making her way into Jake's mind and then just absolutely destroying him from within. And this song is called I Bet You Think About Me. Oh 
she's insane. She wrote a song about me. I bet you think about me. Number five is from Sam Smith. Sam Smith's brand new album comes out in two weeks, so you better listen to it. Um, I love everything they do. I think Sam is a literal legend. But this song is about when you have to forgive someone for doing something so awful to you because you've truly dealt with someone who is a liar, who is using you, and was just the absolute like worst-case scenario you think that you could be getting into with someone. And um, like the, the worst-case scenario for someone you could let your guard down with who you don't want to betray you so deeply, but then they do. And it's just awful because Sam was with someone who Sam realized was using him or sorry, using them for their money, their fame and trying to climb the ladder via just being in a relationship with them. And when Sam found this out, they were absolutely devastated and they wrote a song called diamonds because Sam realized that this man just wanted them for their diamonds and Sam's closure was saying that you can have my diamonds. You can have whatever, but you cannot have me. My diamonds can leave with you because you clearly need them more than I do. All the special things I bought, they mean nothing to me anymore. But to you, they were everything we were. They meant more than every word. Now I know just what you love me for. Take all the money you want from me. Hope you become what you want to be. Show me how little you care, how little you care, how little you care. You dream of glitter and gold. My heart's already been sold. Show you how little I care, how little I care, how little I care. My diamonds leave with you. Number six is from my God herself, God is a woman, Ariana Grande, the love of my life. She when she was going through the Thank You Next era, was writing the most cutthroat, like, have you ever seen a princess be a bad bitch songs ever? And I would not want to mess with Miss Ponytail back then. I think she was hiding a few knives in that ponytail back then. Or maybe she would take out the pony and strangle someone with it. I I, I don't know, but she was out for, for murder back then. But this song that I'm going to mention is specifically why I do not like Pete Davidson. This is literally the only reason that I don't like him. And yes, I'll talk about him or whatever. Um, you know, I wish him the best. I hope he finds a woman that he can actually stay with one day. But I don't like him because of this song. And she wrote it about him in 2019. And it's all about how she had such a bad experience with a man that she realized, just like Sam Smith, she was being used and was being a stepping stool for someone who was never genuine with her and she let so deeply into her life and then realized you don't even like anything about me. You, you, you don't like how I am my personality. You don't like how I look. You just like how I look on you because I'm an accessory to you to get famous. And now she has to be so cautious and how dare Pete ruin her trust. But I guess thank you at the same time, because now she has to be more cautious and I guess smarter when it comes to picking partners and i'm happy that she picked someone who isn't famous or has no intent on being famous because clearly pete wanted to and this song is called how i look on you She even knows that you're there 
Was that just a transition? Boy, remember where you come from. Step out on Friday night. You front pages like you headline. I made you a thing like who's that guy? Say you ain't in it for the spotlight. Number seven is one of my favorites of all times from Queen B, who I mean. Queen Bee knows how to deliver a fucking anthem. She could turn a whole nation really on its head for any political or social issue that she wants to. And she has before. Like, she's literally made, like, national changes with her music. And you can't deny it. So she can turn a whole nation against you. Her persuasion can rule the nation. So you better not fuck up with her. But clearly, Jay-Z did. And he did the ultimate betrayal, cheating on the mother of his kids, cheating on his wife. And so, no, they did not break up, but there was a time when they were definitely, you know, not on and not having, you know, the amazing marriage. And they were definitely either even like physically separated, not actually separated, but they were in that we're not together mode for a second. And so she said, you just betrayed me. So now I'm going to absolutely ruin you in front of America. And she said, I'm going to do everything that you did to me, but I'm going to do it times 10 and I'm going to show you no mercy. I want you to beg and be crying and be sorry because I'm not sorry. This song was literally meant to traumatize Jay-Z and I'm pretty sure it did. It was literally in the news cycle for weeks, but this is the kind of diss track you need to play to someone that will traumatize them so deeply. So they learn to never do this to you again. If you give them a second chance, like Beyonce did with Jay-Z and it worked. So maybe learn from Beyonce in that aspect that maybe you can traumatize someone so much that they actually just act right, but you need to go hard and not be sorry for it. So this song is Sorry. Number eight, I've talked about this song before. It is my favorite song of 2022. I think that's when it came out. Oh, yeah, because I saw her perform it live at the Billboards Awards in 2022. I didn't even know the words to it back then. I'm so mad. Like, I wish I was, like, screaming to it. But it just came out at that point. Um, I wish I knew. But now it's, like, my favorite song ever. And it's just, like, like, personally, it's taught me to not let any man fuck with me ever. And there is always other fish in the sea. No one can walk on me. I don't care how hot you are, how rich you are. You need to treat me well or I will. My mouth will become a flamethrower and you will die. Like I will immediately cut someone off who's not treating me right. So this song is just when you're so mad that you have to yell. You're so astounded by the audacity of a man that you have to literally grab him by the shoulders and shake him and ask, are you fucking for real? Like you have to aggressively and very harshly remind an egotistical, delusional, ungrateful, no money getting lazy loser that they are and will forever be a no one. And they had a chance with a queen and betrayed her. But you will be a queen forever. And you kind of have to public publicly bash him so hard that you're not just doing it for yourself, but also doing it for all of womankind. And this is plan B. My sheep, and I'll be at 
work while you sleep. Why you My sleep? pussy is the most expensive meal you'll ever eat. You'll ever fuck eat. you. Still can't believe I used to trust you. The trust only accolade you ever made is that I fucked you a bitch. If you get the chance, I bet you snitch. You'll never get a chance to tell me come and pack my shit. Ladies, love yourself, cause this shit could get ugly. That's why as fuck niggas get money. And I don't give a fuck if that nigga leave tonight. Because nigga, that dick don't run me. You better get on your knees and eat this pussy right before I have another nigga do it for me. Number nine was actually my most listened to song of 2022 on Spotify. It's kind of embarrassing, but I don't believe in being embarrassed by the music you listen to or just enjoying what you enjoy. I only have one guilty pleasure and it's Eminem when I listen to Eminem because I sometimes like his music, but I'm very, I'm very guilty about that. I hate him. So just don't bring it up. But this song was my most listened to song of 2022 and it's literally a diss track against your ex anthem. And if you guys don't know it, you need to know it now because it's going to make history one day. It has like 100 million streams on Spotify. It's taken a long time to get 100 million streams. Like Miley Cyrus's song got that in like four days. This song, it's been like almost a year, but it's called Maybe You're the Problem by Ava Max. And it's all about how her ex was gaslighting her for so long to think that she wasn't good enough or any trouble they were having in their relationship was because of her. But then she just realized one day, wait, everything is starting to make sense. She even says in the song, all those things I heard from your ex, now they make a whole lot of sense. Another one of my favorite lines is, your ego is always doing the most. You're out of touch and not even close. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that to people. You're out of touch and not even close. Like you're not even close to reality. And this is just such a powerful diss track because... It takes all the blame off of you so you don't hold any like self-resentment or self-hatred or self-loathing. You just fully place the blame on the other person and let yourself feel relaxed and not regretful. So this is Maybe You're the Problem. Ego always doing the most Out of touch and not even close Drama always follows you home But I won't be Number 10, I just needed to include this. It's so old. I think it's like 2005 or something. But right when I say it, you're going to know it for sure. It's like the ultimate distract against your ex song because it goes through all the emotions. When this song comes on, like this is, a, this is the, at the top of my songs you need to scream playlist. It's so iconic. Um, it goes through the emotions of like, wow, we just broke up. I'm so mad. I want to get drunk. I want to... Uh, start a fight like I want to literally fight someone I want to cause violence I want to take gasoline and light something on fire and punch someone in the face and then then I want to go hook up with someone to get back at you and take like do all these vices to feel okay again she kind of asked herself will I ever be okay again where do I go from here and then when the chorus kicks in she realizes wait I'm still myself I still get to keep me I'm still the baddest bitch on the planet. And I'm at, I actually realized I get to have more fun now that we're done. And I'm a rock star. 
I get to do whatever I want with whoever I want. You are holding me back. And I will not let you take away any part of me. So, so what? And it's called So What by Pink. And I just think this is the most legendary, I hate my ex, but love myself song. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining me on Pop Culture University today. I hope you really enjoyed the diss tracks. I thought that was like a fun little like different segment to do because people just seem to be so into that specific genre of music right now and showing you guys the songs, but also like fun backstory and what they're about and the just feeling of it all from your favorite stars. I hope you like some of the songs. You add them to your playlist or whatever. I feel like the lesson there was kind of just what I said in the beginning of giving yourself the closure that you deserve and not having to heal in a certain uh, higher road moral type of way. You, 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 like I, you do deserve to call out someone for what they did to you and not just be disrespected in silence. So I feel like that's a lesson for that. And I hope you enjoyed. Um, we're going to do the, would you like to share that with the class segment next Tuesday? I know I said I was going to do it this week, but then I kept forgetting when I was making the episode outline. So I was like, oh my God, I already filled the time. Let's just do it next week. But there were so many juicy submissions. So look out for that. If you don't know, I want to like get you guys to tell me your tea in my DMs and then I'll share it with the class and we can kind of like talk about it. It could be like an Ask Patty segment and we can just kind of like relish in how fucked up all of our lives are. I think it'd be so cool to share. So DM me your submission. Um, I will see it if you post me on your story at least once in the past. I will immediately see it. So DM me the submission. I would love to hear it. Some of y'all's lives are so fucked up and I can't wait to share them. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining. Have an amazing and safe weekend. I love y'all. I don't need you guys to be schmurdered on the street, literally, because of all the freaks out there. Um, yeah, just be aware of your surroundings this weekend if you go out. Maybe bring a pepper spray. Make sure your phone is fully charged. Walk in groups. Just be safe out there. And yeah, I will see you guys on Tuesday. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.